0: Happy New Year and welcome back to Portrait of an Editor. I am Francis Lombard. Back in September, I talked with Greg Lockhart about his experiences with Substack and a number of new series he's editing for Image. However, it took me a while to post the interview, so I'm having some fun with a sort of year-end follow-up with Greg to see how his various endeavors have evolved since we first talked. Also, thank you very much for listening and your support throughout 2021. It looks like the downloads doubled some over 2021, so please keep up the listening and word of mouth. Much appreciated. Now here's my follow-up with Greg Lockhart. Enjoy. Hi, Greg, and welcome back to Portrait of an Editor. How are you doing? How was your Thanksgiving? You recovered from your Thanksgiving? uh...
1: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. No, my Thanksgiving was quiet so <laughs> the recovery was easy <laughs> so what i would like to do seeing
0: um my uh, newbie political life seemed to overtake everything after i interviewed you <laughs> and it took me months <laughs> to literally get out your interview which um some of it was still timely or interesting sort of time capsule, but I just wanted to have you on for a quick, like 30 30 minutes to sort of touch base again and sort of update people because it is a unique opportunity here where we recorded what we were talking about at the beginning of September. I was supposed to release it like two or three weeks later and then, but then things happened, have happened and Mm -hmm. you've gotten even busier. And also some of the things we weren't able to talk about, now you might be able to talk about. So I just wanted right, yeah. to do a quick run through like we were talking about before we started recording. So my first thing is we were talking about unions um, yes, and about sort of this industry has taken off and the odds, it was maybe $500 million. Now we're looking at, I think I heard, a, I saw a billion somewhere with everything. If you Consider the big two, the small press, and also the big publishers that have gotten involved. um, You know, in uh, YA especially, and YA seems to be um, where you can actually you know get a deal and live off of it. But meanwhile, during after our interview, we had like Image Comics organizing the folks at Image Comics, not the freelancers, because. One of the issues is that freelancers can't organize in a way. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one thing I heard. For like I remember, I think Heidi McDonald was talking about it she, because she did an interesting uh, sort of flashback review of the attempts to unionize or to organize in comics, starting way back with Neil Adams and, and stuff like that. And I think it even touched upon Vertigo. I don't know if you were around when it touched, you know, people were talking in Vertigo, but... Image Comics tried is organizing, and then David Aja, Aja, wait, wait, Aha! I'm sorry, I really am sorry about mispronouncing the name. Uh, his sort of the kerfuffle that's worked up over the Hawkeye and the work that he did back, in, you know, on the series, being directly influencing the look and Disney sort of riffing from them with the series that just popped up. On Disney Plus, the Hawkeye series—I think it's six episodes or something—but there's money out there. I don't know if you've had any more thoughts since our conversation, especially with the image attempt. But and you—you're a freelancer, so and we're trying to all just make a living here and set something for aside for retirement. <laughs> mm-hmm. But have your thoughts changed or where are you, where, where are you landing on some of these things? And if, do you have any solutions?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I would be president if I had solutions. Um, yeah, it was really interesting to, for the image stuff to come out after our conversation and like the specifics of it, like, like you said, that it's the, it's the behind the scenes people that are, are trying to create a union. Um, and yeah as a freelancer as a, like a behind the scenes person it, as now and then also at dc um yeah i think it's really i think it's it i'm really in awe of them you know it's a a group of i think 10 or 11 individuals you know image runs really small mm-hmm. and um and and marvel and dc are starting to now too you know like you hear a lot about like the layoffs and then the 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 behind the scenes stuff being cut tighter and tighter, but image runs I mean they do all there's so many I don't know how many books image is currently publishing per month, but um, that team does it all, so that part of it I really respect, and I really do think like they they need more support um, and I hope it's coming. Mm. I'm I'm optimistic, but yeah, I have no insight because yeah, I am one of the the freelance like ed- the editors. There's no in-house editors at Image unless you're at like Skybound. So um, we're all hired by the creative teams, and so I'm technically a client of uh, like Jeffs or whomever I'm working for at that time. So yeah, the editors are kind of removed from that situation. But at DC, like we were part of that, that behind the scenes workforce.
0: As an editor, you're sort of management,
1: which would not
0: organize anyways, you would be on the other side. But that's the, the interesting thing is I was in another sort of uh, zoom call about editor and freelance editing. And the mm-hmm. idea of an editor has is beginning to really change. Somebody brought it up and it's something this podcast is touched upon, like your situation. You're no longer the boss. You're hired. Right. You know, you, when you were mm-hmm. at Vertigo or DC, it was like you represented the company. And even mm-hmm. if Vertigo was like, you know, uh, creator owned, or like the DCU is the best example of what a, a you know a traditional editor was, or even one of the bigger publishers, you know, who are running a, a YA graphic novel, they're the boss. They basically are the final determination, but you are, you're hired by Jeff Lemire to do the image stuff. You know, he has the final say, you know, I know mm-hmm. collaboration and everything and everybody doesn't really are pushing and pulling going, I'm the one who has the final say. You're not walking down the halls as an editor going, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, believe in right. my authority, you know, I am the, th- you know, <laughs> submit to my authority, but it's an interesting switch as a freelance editor Say at Image, which is the best example we have of
1: mm. you know
0: at any point how you know you 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 work for the client you know, mm. <laughs> which is really w- weird for an editor. That's a, a new thing I think more than anything. And do you organize? But you can't because you're a freelancer. So freelancers don't really organize unless there's a. You know a guild of editors coming down the pike, which would be interesting. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. And maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe someday. Yeah. Right now I just know that like my rate has to represent the value of my time. Like I, I'm happy with that and I've got projects that can support that rate, but it's not easy. That's that's for sure. It definitely <laughs> I was definitely spoiled by Vertigo before going freelance <laughs> that's uh, for
0: sure as a freelance writer has mm. there been any talk since we last talked now that image is trying to organize and the latest example of uh, david aha you know dealing with hawkeye has there been any more conversations about how do we get the respect you know in pay that mm. comics are due because of their position in popular culture nowadays
1: yeah, that part's tricky because the the Disneys and the Warner Brothers of the world don't I think there's a disconnect between like the management of these publishers and Disney and Warner Brothers worried about like return on investment and the costs and the overhead and stuff. So I, I think unfortunately you've seen rates trending downwards. Um Because there's less emphasis in my eyes in like development of new talent and new characters and more interest in how do we keep this moving as like a license and as like a a library of things of value than like breaking new ground. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the right, like the Hawkeye example, is great because yes, like David's designs were are all over the, that credit sequence, and like the the story is pulled right from the, that Fraction of our comic. And yeah, it, it's it's heartbreaking. It's cool. I like think on one hand, like I think I think Fraction was pulled in as a consultant, if I read that correctly. But yeah, like David's like out at sea. And yeah, seeing his, his designs on the screen and that part really stings, which is why I love like people tweeting that they should support, you know, his book with, with Karen seeds <laughs> and Anna the senti because he owns, right. You know? And like, that's just another, that's kind of what you and I were talking about, like with all this, the move to substack and an image and, and these creators, whether it's James, Tinian, or, or Jeff Lemire, or, or Scott Snyder, um, and all these other names that are, that are taking the opportunity because they know that they have to invest in themselves long-term. Because, yeah, the Marvels and DCs of the worlds aren't really investing in creators.
0: Which makes you wonder what do they see marvel comics and dc comics as i mean as you just mentioned is just sort of places where they hide the you know put the license and maybe keep the license alive i mean is there because marvel and dc i mean you worked for dc i mean there was a definitely a, a look for new creators there was always and especially mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s definitely bringing yeah. in waves of new creators all the time which would reinvigorate the the genre and the and and also the the characters in one way or another,
1: yeah. But like at that point, they were both publishing companies. Yeah, I mean DC was still owned by Warner. You know, as, as part of that, you know that heyday of. But yeah, I do think that's the shift. Is that like me or anyone writer create you? Like you know your Green Lantern, your Rawhide Kid, your <laughs> Aquaman. You know those yeah. kind like, you. They can still bank on us. And our love for those characters, and everyone wants their shot at Batman or whomever, Wolverine. But yeah, I don't think there's like a true emphasis or like focus on, like, yeah, that idea, yeah, the, the, the 80s DC and Marvel days or 90s even for Vertigo. Like, I don't think you'll see that from DC and Marvel.
0: That sort of sucks. Yeah, they're moving away
1: from publishing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it does suck. It's heart. It's it's actually heartbreaking.
0: Because you were talking about, I saw you tweeting. Like the most unique thing about Aquaman nowadays is that weird HBO
1: animated series. Yes, <laughs> and I loved it. I, and you know, and me, I'm I'm pretty hit or miss with both Marvel and DC in like the live action stuff. Mm-hmm. And I. Don't I mean I love Aquaman. I with a gun to my head, like Aquaman's my favorite superhero. And yeah, so I just but I hadn't touched it, and then whatever, just hit the end of my streaming road, and I was like, okay, it's today is the day for this Aquaman, and it was just yeah, it was like unexpected in like all the right ways, and I understand like you know some people mentioned that it was too silly or something. Like, you know, I get it. Like it was definitely silly. And but yeah, I just really loved it. I thought that um it was really inventive. And like that, that one villain whose um uh, name I'm gonna blind it was like primordius or at the end. Like I just thought it was really cool and really Yeah, it was really interesting. It did some new stuff with Aquaman that was cool. So yeah, I think stuff like that, or like you know, I um into the spider verse was definitely my favorite. Marvel movie for a while. Cause it just, it did so many cool things that I think the live action stuff wasn't doing or the comic books were kind of doing, but not. Yeah.
0: And, and I know we got away from the, the talk about unions, but now it's beginning yeah. to occur to me that as you just yeah. said, is that the creativity is now going directly to, I mean, um, to live action to, or to animation. I mean, into the mm. spider verse definitely was the most unique take on on Spider-Man that I've seen in a long time and, and it definitely, and there was a lot of eyeballs going to it, a lot of people sitting in those theaters. Mm -hmm. And now that this Aquaman, which dropped out of nowhere really is like something that maybe you would have seen, you know, I don't know. In the '80s, you know, teaming up with the ambush bug, but it would have been that crazy kind of <laughs> yeah. like that unique kind of take. That here's a four issue miniseries and moving on, you know, you know, you had uh, what is it, Grant Morrison doing Sea Guy at one point, mm-hmm. you know, which was like complete bizarre <laughs> wackiness. But would you see Marvel or DC trying to do something like that? It, you know, no, you wouldn't. But then you get this Aquaman on HBO Max, which is just as crazy, you know. And mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah. It's, so it's been the shift that's sort of sad that it's moving away from publishing, I guess. It is sad that it's moving away from the publishing when yeah. it comes to the big two.
1: Yeah, I mean, Good Stuff is still coming out, and I think, like... But it does it does seem like it's, like, um, an emphasis on, like, breaking the characters or rebuilding the characters or just, like like, pushing them slightly, but never never too far. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's like Batman, right? Like, you know, Batman's that you're allowed to be, you know, Dick Grayson can be Batman for a little while and then it returns and, you know, Superman could be dead, but yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do you as a
0: freelancer or anybody as an editor, do you Mm -hmm. have any final things to say, you know, your thoughts about where, you know, the organization going on an image and just other things, do you, I, I guess this isn't over. Do you have any? Th- right. I mean, do you have any thoughts about where it might where twenty twenty two might you know take us when it comes to creators getting their due?
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think just today I saw that there was another announcement of a a, a superhero kind of universe with the Substack model. Um, you know, uh Alex Segura and like Phil Jimenez and and Jimmy Palmiati and Amanda Connor. There was so that there is gonna be like a superhero universe that they all have stakes in ownership again. Mm. Which we've seen before, but I do think like there's gonna be more maybe potential for things like Substack and and that to repeat. So uh to skip
0: into Substack, uh you're Mm -hmm. James Tinian's uh editor, right? And yes. <laughs> and you even wrote a bit of his newsletter the last couple uh the last month. How is that going? Because I subscribe to maybe a half a dozen of these subject letters and James seems to, he seems to be creating as he's talked about it, like an empire. I mean, some people mm-hmm. seem to be like, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to bring in people, but it's going to be a little smaller, but he's looking at it. I guess maybe, At the end of the day, when Substack maybe isn't really there to support them financially, that it can support itself financially. He's looking to build an empire that seems to take advantage of everything, starting with publishing and Mm -hmm. his love for comics is definitely there. But then how to uh, to diversify and also have other streams of revenue coming in. And that seems to be it looks like 2022 is going to be a big deal for him. And where are you guys with that now?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, um, we're organizing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's just going to continue. Yeah. James, like you said, is really good at building out the business. And I think, you know, he's taking some of the lessons he's learned from DC and then, but also with, um, his creator own books and then, specifically like razor blades. I think that anthology really showed him like how he can start to build a cottage industry out of these books. Um, So yeah, you're going to see more. um, Yeah, more he's, he's organizing the merch and there's going to be like more um, streamlined focused version of that and may, and more per there's gonna be merch for every book. You know, like that's part of the, the program. Um, and because he, you know, he had, he does have, he loves going to shows and there is like that whole, I've never been really like directly a part of this, but, you know, I've seen it before with writers and, and artists that I've worked with, like, you know, there's a, a whole business in going to those shows and tabling when you're at that level. Um, so I think he's capitalizing on that really nicely. And yeah, so we're, so, but for me, the focus is the creative on those. And like I help out with the Twitter and like you said, the, um, some of the newsletter text when, when needed. Um, and yeah, we're just getting, there's going to be a couple new launches. He's, he's sort of hinted at the next series, um, that, that Tate Bromble is going to be, uh, Joining him in the writing of, um, and that's going to launch. Uh, I'm going to say early next year. Not mm-hmm. Give a date, um, but yeah, that that'll be the next launch. And Blue Book with Oming is continuing, um, and the Department of Truth, the Wild Fictions, uh, illustrations, and like that, like kind of secret files, secret origins series. We'll keep going. And then we have a surprise uh, fourth series or fourth <laughs> title that um, I guess if I talk about more it won't be a surprise, so I won't. <laughs> well,
0: I guess my my one big question is: as an editor, we haven't talked in two months, and Substack was just announced when we first talked. You know, I think we were a month into it. Okay. what have you changed? Uh, in your approach to editing, you know, because your focus is the creative and getting these books, which are the basis of everything. You don't have anything. You don't have merchandising, whatever, unless these books are done. What have you had to change or what have you learned or what's the biggest sort of surprise, I guess, in the last two months of your approach to editing James? Because you were saying during our last interview was working with him is sort of refreshing because you're only, you know, it's only one creator, one source of creativity that you're working Mm -hmm. with. It it allows you guys to maybe focus a little more. You're not, you know, split apart with all these teams. How is that sort of, I guess to zero in on the question, how has that sort of evolved in the last two months?
1: I think we're still getting our bearings. I think it's funny because like you say, like it's easy on me in that I have, Three or four sub like substack series or like sub projects within this, and so that's really refreshing to me. But James, of course, is multitasking, and he you know just recently wrapped up the Batman stuff, and there was two books, one still ongoing, the Joker. But there was like they were doing that whole crossover with the Fear State, and so his you know, and then you know he has Wind, and and something is killing the children at Boom. And then boom, they're also they were also launching House of Slaughter and Department of Truth was keep going at, at Image. And then they had the, the, the final issue for now of razor blades. So he was actually juggling, I don't know, 10 projects, you know, so they're like a scary number. So nothing on my end has changed, you know, like it's it's very it runs hot and it's gonna run hot for a while. And I I think And that's what's nice, at least for me. That's the only thing that's changed for me is where I would like stress with the print version, you have a drop dead and you have an image production schedule. Or, I mean, even with Comic Solid, like there's more, we're the central, we're the production department and we're the, the everything, (laughs) we're the business (laughs) office too. So, you know, if, if, I mean, we, this happened with Blue Book where, you know, we took a skip week and we, we had like a, or a skip. Yeah. We, a blue book post, we had like a temporary. Michael did like a a short illustration, you know, to give us more time. And we can, you know, the only people we're answering to are the subscribers in that case. So yeah, we can be a little flexible in that way. And I can also I can back off at least with my stress levels and what I'm trying to do or trying to <laughs> at least as a project manager where drop dead, you know, I don't want to disappoint. I don't want, I, I care what people think and I don't want anyone to think we um slackers or not working hard enough. But I, I think like the, you know, when, when we need to take a skip week or there's something needs to shift, you know, we can be flexible and I, that's something I'm learning to be better about. But yeah, I think, and that's the only thing that I think has shifted because you see, you know, in the newsletter and it's, it's delightful, at least for me, like the, the interactions in the uh-huh. in the the comments, like that comment section, actually feels like a, a safe space, and the readers are really supportive of everything that he does, and they and they're paying attention, yeah. so they know he's they know the the gay, the, the they know the whole deal mm-hmm. and what he's balancing. So yeah, they seem to be really forgiving and really like excited by everything we release, and that's just wonderful. So yeah, I guess that would be the, the one change is that I've kind of trying to chill because I would think
0: uh, on his end when he's you know with stuff like uh well for image and boom especially when it comes to print now with Mm -hmm. the shortages and just the you know just transfer you know issues of Mm -hmm. pipeline that we're in the middle of right now to if you if you blow a deadline it reverberates it's even worse for now because of the printers paper shortage deliveries all that collapses, you know, until, mm-hmm. you know, the world gets back to being back to somewhat normal, but, right. uh, you know, you're not looking at, Oh, I'm only going to be delayed by a couple weeks. I might be delayed by a couple months. If I blow, yeah. blow a deadline for any of these books that are supposed to show up at a, you know, any of these mm-hmm. prints, the printed books. So mm. I can see he's probably even more stressed out at times when it comes to delivering, yeah. you know, to boot yeah, the image.
1: Yeah. 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 We don't want to, yeah. On any of these books. Yeah. Especially with, like the image stuff. Cause they, they all just, they run so tight. Uh, not on schedule, but like on profit margins and everything. So yeah, you don't want to, there's more, yeah. More people relying on you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to just show up and be on time and professional for sure. So you've learned to relax at Substack
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> a bit. I don't think anyone would accuse me of being chill as I need to be, but uh, I'm trying. Yeah. And then, and then you of course to add
0: to your stuff, you have, uh, when we first, when we last talked, a primordial one hadn't even come out. You let me read it. And it was just a sort of breathtaking book, but now we're at, mm-hmm. I think three comes out this week or comes out this month. And, you're doing yep, a bunch three of stuff. Is out. Oh, three's out. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're working, you know, four is on its way. And you got a bunch of Jeff Lemire books that are more image focused. And of course you guys mm-hmm. announced Bone Orchard Mythos, you know, as okay. the next one after Primordial and a couple other things. Um, how, how's that going? What's going on with that? I mean, it has, you know, Primordial, I think it's probably, you know, taken off. It looks like, it, I mean, it's such a gorgeous book. I mean, but
1: yeah. It? Yeah. I think I, um, it definitely, I believe was one of the biggest launches for both Jeff and Andrea. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be, maybe I, I don't, I'm, I, I'm the worst with those numbers and stuff, but yeah, I do remember them saying, I think it's their biggest launch or maybe their biggest, but yeah, so that's doing really well. Um, art is almost done. You know, they, they work pretty far ahead. So the born or- the, excuse me, the Bone Orchard mythos mm-hmm. books are already started, um, and yeah, they're working on a free Comic Book Day uh, short story, short little self-contained story. Uh, it's not short; it's a full issue, um, which is pretty exciting. And then Passageway will be the first Bone Orchard book. That's in March. Eh, no. June. I'm sorry. June, June 15th. Because, it's because, on my birthday. I
0: that one. Uh, oh, What is gosh. it? Comic book days coming back. Free comic book days coming back yeah. to May, right? They're moving back yeah, to May. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So yeah, the, the, that will be in May, and then Passage will be in June on my birthday, which is hysterical. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you got you got
0: four books at James. You got almost, what, four books with Jeff. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is there anything else you're editing in the last two that added to your list in the last two months.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, there's uh yeah, but they're all they're all kind of in the development stage. But yeah, there's there's at least two more for comixology. Um hopefully, that's- knock on wood. Yeah, but like the chip, I'm not, I'm kind of helping them find artists. Mm-hmm. So that's that's fun. That's interesting. You don't I don't get to do that as much as a freelance editor. Um, usually those teams come to you, you know, like they, you know, they've already got the image deal locked and they've got the deal with the comiXology locked. And then you, you know, you kind of join them, but um, yeah, the, the two, the two new ones for comiXology are, are different in that. Like I'm helping them search for artists.
0: And, and it just occurred to me in callback to what we were talking about earlier about mm-hmm. finding new talent for Marvel and DC is that that's one thing I've had. Will Dennis has brought up a couple of times that, he, I think he misses that, and it sounds like you might miss that as like discovering yeah. new artists, discovering new writers. That whole aspect yeah. of, as an editor, especially for the big two, or you know, as a traditional editor, of your job is not only just to get the books out, but also to find talent that is going to come up and how to develop talent. And mm-hmm. I guess comicsology, in a way, might allow you to dip your toe back into that pond a bit, but. It sounds like you're also, you mm-hmm. missed that a bit too. You miss that sort of sense of discovery.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'm similar in Will and that because like we were spoiled, like with the, the, as like the special guests that could, you know, the European <laughs> shows and um, doing portfolio reviews and doing them and, you know, you do them less at the American shows. But going yeah, out. going. But the, yeah, or like, um, uh, SCAD or, or SVA or, or the Q-Bert School, like coming into the offices and like, you know, talking to students. All that stuff was was always really fun and really Yeah, 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 yeah. Just really satisfying. I mean hard. You know, hard for the students or hard for the, the artists sharing their portfolios. But yeah, I loved, loved, loved those times. Um so yeah, I mean you can still do it. I mean, I think that's where I'm jealous of like my friends and and peers still at Marvel and DC is that, yeah, they're still on the hunt and they can still, yeah, they still have jobs to fill. Whereas, yeah, I just, the jobs come to me, come to you. if I'm yeah. lucky, <laughs> but yeah, you know, but on the same hand, it's like, you know, the, the, especially like with the James books and then the, Lemire books, like the, the, the teams that are coming to me are just, like my, you know, all my favorite artists and stuff and, and writers, so that that's kind of thrilling too. It's a different, a different thrill. But yeah, I do miss the the
0: hunts. And you get a bit of that ways. in comicsology because in Scott Snyder's like s- newsletter, he talks about a lot mm-hmm. when he's promote. You know, even he's got six books coming out there, but he does. And I think part of his game plan, if I remember correctly, was to bring in creators. And he talks mm-hmm. about comiXology so seem to be open to new creativity and new ideas. And you're mm-hmm. there and, you know, we uh, were talking off, I don't know if you can talk about what your, your new book, but it sounds like there's they're open to doing the one of the books that you're writing, doing mm-hmm. new stuff and doing challenging yeah. stuff. I mean, they, in our previous interview, you hinted yeah. at something and then you were talking about some other things you're working on, but I don't see that, you know, I haven't seen some of the things you've been mentioning since since Vertigo, since sort of the mm-hmm. 90s when there was like, or what Image is doing now, that at least comiXology does seem to have that idea or approach of willing to break new talent and, yeah. and, and present challenging, you know, new stuff that you don't typically see in the, in the, in the media.
1: Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I do think Scott is committed to doing to breaking I don't know how it'll I don't know the specifics of how it'll tie into like this the teaching he's doing mm-hmm. in the newsletters, but yeah, and I you know that Scott, his deal with comixology, and I know my through my like direct deals with comixology, like the like the series you said i hinting at, um, the graphic novel, that artist has never done a graphic novel before and you know chip approved i mean i got of course chip and and will will dennis is editing that book also you know i got them on board but yeah like that's really thrilling is that this artist yeah like i get to do yeah that development you know is happening on our book and it's really just thrilling um so yeah i do think yeah you and then chip obviously based on like viva strassa and And now this one, like those two books, I don't know where else they would be approved. Mm -hmm. You know, like Biemershaus is like a, it's a, not as a straight for lack of a better term, historical fiction that, you know, without like a werewolf or (laughs) (laughs) a spaceship, you know, like it's really hard to get those approved. And, you know, I think, and Scott has one, uh, uh, with, with uh with Tula Lote, yeah uh, the barnstormer I'm like, looking
0: forward to that one
1: yeah um, me too <laughs> like that just looks like all my favorite you know with, with Tula like the it just looks like old Hollywood to me and so yeah that just looks really dreamy and yeah those books are hard to to get approvals for let alone money you know what I mean like you could yeah you, you can you can make those books <laughs> but it's hard to get them the comicsology the advance is what's lovely and that the freedom to do those books is really, really, really special. Well, I
0: mean, you could kickstart them, but that's a whole huge headache. <laughs> but, I mean, as I I've learned can. from some of the subscriptions I've had, I mean, some of the things I've contributed to, uh, you know, the books, Just it's a, it, there's so much work to get to a Kickstarter, even if it goes mm-hmm. well. And even if the creativity people deliver stuff, I mean, there's things that I've sent money to and I'm still, you know, two years ago and I'm still waiting Mm. for, you know, the pages still haven't been (laughs) done. And we're talking about people, people who are, are used to, used to make deadlines on a regular time (laughs) or one guy, he discovered his books were sitting on a dock collecting day fees. And all of a sudden Mm. He finds out that he owes $7,000 on top of everything else to get them released. Oh, and I'm like,
1: are mean, you going to do yeah. it? Kick- would
0: you ever do a Kickstarter after that experience? You know, <laughs> no. Right. I mean, would yeah. I ever do it? You know, there's. So uh, to have a pipeline like Comicsology, you know, where mm-hmm. you just have, to, you can focus on being creator and then everything else is sort of taken care of is, is nice just to have that extra, mm-hmm. you know, because would you do a Kickstarter? Would you have done a Kickstarter with Lieberstrasse or, or the book you're doing right now?
1: Uh, yeah, I do. I think actually Lieberstrasse would have been a good trial because Tim has like a, a very, Tim has a very like, um, uh cult for lack of a better term like following as, with gay comics you know mm-hmm. so at least because yeah me alone or me with a a, a, a more a less known artist I, I i don't think i could pull it off like i would yeah i would i would worry from go about hitting the goal making like the artist getting paid enough would always be my like big concern because like some of these you know anthologies and stuff they work because they're running so close and the rates are really low but you're doing you can take a low rate because you're doing a short story so the time commitment is different and you own it whereas like yeah if i was going to do a graphic novel oh gosh it would just yeah i still i would like to try it at some point um but yeah i don't have the confidence yet (laughs) in my yeah and the name recognition I think would be, oh, is too low for, yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So we, I think we've covered everything
0: caught up on everything. Comicsology. Is there
1: mm-hmm.
0: anything that I missed anything that you would like that in the last two months that I think you listened to the interview, uh, that
1: <laughs> any, I am guilty. Any, I am guilty
0: of <laughs> the sound of my own voice. Of uh, uh. any updates that I might have that I might have missed on, you know, what you or things that came true or didn't come true. <laughs> we were talking about.
1: Yeah. No. I mean, besides talking about the the unions and then you know the image announcement, I I don't know. Yeah, everything's plugging along, and yeah, I'm just really. Grateful that I have these projects and that that we could talk again. This was nice.
0: Awesome. So it sounds like your 2022 is going to be extremely busy. So Uh, (laughs) congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, knock on wood.
1: Busy and employed.
0: So that's always a good thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, paying the rent is... (laughs) On comics is a, is a, is a minor miracle for sure.
0: <laughs> and, uh, we'll have to catch up. Hopefully, uh, there'll be conventions and I definitely am, yes. I am sure. tired of not going to them. So, you know, oh, at least there's New York, hopefully New York comic con will be even bigger and better wow. than it was. You went this yeah. past year. so you went, went since this and anything like one, any final things to say about New York comic con? Did you have
1: a good time? Was it worthwhile? It was worthwhile. Yeah. I think you, I mean, you talked about it with Will. I think I, part of my experience was with Will. So I, I had a similar one. Yeah. It was, you know, it was great. I think people were really respectful of the, you know, the, the masks and the vaccines. And it was kind of nice to not have like the, the crowd in the, the main hall. Um, cause there were less, uh, Exhibitors and like some of the big exhibitors weren't even there. Um, So, yeah, there was a lot of good cosplay, and and Artist Alley was a lot of good reunions. So, it was just, it was actually a really lovely version of New York Comic Con, despite it all. So, yeah, hopefully, knock on wood, next year I'll be there with a book and tabling myself. Uh So, hopefully, we can reunite there, if not sooner. Okay. Well, yeah. Enjoy your December.
0: Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays. This was lovely. I'll see you next
1: year. (laughs) All right. Sounds good.